Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Off Script. Uh, so I'm actually in Virginia for a few weeks, so I have Carson on with me today. Um, we just recently saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Carson, what's your Twitter-length review of it? Uh, it was really good, probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. It was uh, not too long, it kept me interested, it was unique, different pretty much every movie, and the plot was fantastic. Yeah, perfect. I completely agree. Yeah, awesome movie. Really enjoyed it. A uh, lot to talk about and dissect here. Um, make sure, though, if you haven't yet, uh, please subscribe, uh, rate and review our podcast here. Uh, Carson, you've rated it and reviewed it, and you yes. gave it what? Five out of five. Five out of five. Perfect. The best. <laughs> so uh, make sure to keep, uh, keep uh, subscribed to us so you can get all the newest content from us. Also, we are on Twitter and Instagram, so make sure to follow us. We're at offscript underscore pod. Uh, so go on there, keep up with us, and we'll make sure to post different content and things like that, all right? Um, well, we have a big episode for us today, so let's get going. All right, Carson, uh, so you want to just jump right into it here? Um, we have a few questions we'd like to review here today. So first off, in the movie, what was your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene was definitely when he like officially becomes Spider-Man. It's when the other ones tie him up and leave him back, and then he goes and gets his new suit, spray paints it. Then he goes and takes the leap of faith that they've been talking about all movie. And when he's up on the building, then he jumps off. And then it's just, like, the moment where he's, like, floating in the air and he's, like, upside down, that, like, the picture of that just looks phenomenal. And I just love it because it's, like, a perfect, like, moment where he, like, is officially becoming Spider-Man. It's, like, he's, like, now, like, actually a hero. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a really iconic scene. Um, I like Aunt May's response where she's, like, finally you showed up. Yeah, and, like... Just like the picture when like when he jumps and it's like the glass is like coming off because it's like sticking to his finger, so everything's been like all moving and stuff. And it's just like he finally like can control his powers and like do everything. And like he's finally like kind of proven all the other ones wrong, showing like he can be a superhero even though he's only like a fifteen year old kid. Like he is ready to be Spider Man. Yeah, that's good. And um yeah, so what is your favorite moment? Uh so, uh, my favorite, probably favorite scene from the movie, um, it's a pretty funny one. It's when he's reading through, he's trying to figure out what to do as Spider-Man. And he's reading through the comics. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he goes and then stands up at the really tall building. And the next thing he sees, he's going back down the steps. Yeah, that like, is, yeah. That when he, <laughs> he looks down, he's and like, then ah. he, and, he, and then he goes back up to the other one, and then, yeah, that small, is funny. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, and then I also like when uh, he's... Said trying to like when he just finds out he has all the powers and everything, and uh, it's he's at the school and he's basically trapped like the birds and everything he touches is sticking to his hands mm-hmm. and he just, like keeps like hitting all the windows and the yeah, hitting teacher it. just keeps <laughs> teaching and everything. Yeah, the teacher's just reading and then he just like some slaps the window and then he looks and he does it like four or five <laughs> times. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, but I actually my favorite scene probably would be the same one for you too. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it's yeah it's a really cool moment where you're finally at the. Where he's been kind of getting kicked down the whole movie. Mm. And at that point, like you said, he's ready to be a hero and he's embracing this it's, now. Um, yeah, because like when his dad is talking to him through the door and he's tired of him and he can't move, then that's when he like brings back like the electricity and like yeah. can control everything. And it's like, it's kind of like the stereotypical like what a loved one did can bring his powers together. And it's like a feel good moment and gives you chill bumps and everything. But like it's still just like, it wasn't really like 
I, you knew eventually he was going to become the Spider-Man, but it's like the way they did it was fantastic. How he went and got a suit, mm-hmm. spray-painted it, made it original. Yeah. And then like how they kind of brought in everything and things stick into his fingers, him jumping and proving people wrong. Like, it, it, they did really good with it. And like you said with the spray paint, because early in the movie we see that he's a really creative kid. Yeah, and he's and one, yeah. Yeah, he does the graffiti and everything. murals, yeah. Exactly, and it was, I completely agree. It was really cool. They just kind of wrapped everything up in that one scene, and um, yeah, he's running with all the cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. I honestly yeah. thought he was just going to go for, like, the the black suit with, like, the blue on it or the red. Yeah. And then when I saw he stands and it's, like, his reflection in the face mask of, like, the regular Spider-Man mm-hmm. suit, then it shows him spray paint, and that was really cool. Yep. Because like, it wasn't expected. I thought he was going to pick the black and red Definitely. one. Only other scene um, I I want to bring up, too, is uh, where Peter B. Parker, the one from the different universe, mm-hmm. um, he is training him all movie and just saying stuff like, well, stop watching the mouth, watch the hands. Yeah. And at the end, when he's like, kid, like, I'll do this, like, you know, you get out of here. And, and he ends he up taking it from takes him. takes the, yep. uh, what's it called? Uh, the flash drive. Flash drive, yeah. 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 And he uh, trips him up, and he says, watch the hands, not the mouth. Yeah. And he lets him go. And he lets and, him go into yeah. the portal so he can go back, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really cool moment for both of them, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, there were, yeah, it says, as I just said, I mean, there's Peter B. Parker. So there are a ton of different characters in the movie. We have mm-hmm. multiple Spider-Men, a lot of villains, um, a good family story with Miles, mm-hmm. uh, the main character. So of all the different characters that were in the movie, side characters, uh, what was your favorite and why? Um, I was getting my, the, the funniest one was the Peter Porker, the pig from like the Looney Tunes one. Cause I just love the end and he can like pull things out of his pocket and hit him. That's probably like, that one was just fun to have around. But my favorite was probably the, uh, probably just Peter B. Parker, the one with the gut. Just cause like he's, he's funny all movie. He's like, he's trying to train him what to do. And he's like, shouldn't we swing there? And then he's like, no, you gotta save your legs. And they take the bus. Like, he just has, like, a funny wit to him, but then he's, like, still, like, a good hero and can fight, and then he has, like, kind of, like, the side thing with Mary Jane where, like, she broke up with him, then every time he sees her in this universe, he just, like, stops and looks at her. He just has, like, a all-around, like, character development with him that also comes with, like, humor and, like, he can, like, teach, well, t- so-called teach Miles stuff that he really doesn't. Oh, yeah, I like, uh, in, speaking, speaking of, uh, Peter Porker, the mm-hmm. pig, where he says, that's all, folks. And they're like, are we legally yeah, allowed to say that? Legally, yeah. He's like, I, I don't know. And then, and then he hands him the hammer, and he's like, it can fit in your pocket. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, but, you know, Peter B. Parker's a really cool character. Uh, I think it was, you know, from the universe that we're in where Peter Parker's basically this perfect person. Yeah. And, and like, then, he's a global hero. And then yeah. the other one, he's just got broke up. He's laying in his apartment on, like, just a mattress on the floor. Eating pizza. Eating pizza. <laughs> and then... He has a gut, and then, like, the first thing when he sees uh, Aunt May in this universe, she's like, you do have a gut? And he's like, yeah, just just the warp of coming through the dimension got it going. <laughs> and he's pretty much just, like, a loser, and the other one who doesn't do anything and just kind of sits around. Yeah. It's, that- it's funny, like, the difference between how perfect this one is and the other one is all run down, has, like, little uh, stubble growing. Yeah, and I like when he's training Miles, and all of a sudden he says, maybe I do want kids, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked him a lot. Uh, my favorite is, I, I really like um, the dynamic between the uh, or Miles and his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did a really, really good job with that. Because typically in Spider-Man stories, we see the dad character, Uncle Ben, yeah. dies. I mean, the uncle in this one yeah. dies too. But, but it's like, yeah. 
The dad's still his there. His dad is still his yeah. dad. His uncle's just like the one who's like pushing him to do like his dreams and what he wants. Yeah. And the dad's just more like down to earth through this, but still like has right. love for him and wants him to succeed and, and stuff. And, where it, and I think it's funny when the scene where he, uh, him and his dad are talking about he doesn't want to go to the school. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you're going to do it. Yeah. And then <laughs> and, he, uh, and he's back in Chris, I didn't even pass the test. I just won the lottery for it. He's like, uh-uh, you're smart enough to do this. He's like, okay, dad. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, they're like, his parents are just pushing him to like so he can have the best education for him, yeah. even though it's not like what he wants. They want him to like have the best he can. Yeah, I, and I do like how uh, his like you said, his uncle pushes him to be more creative mm-hmm. and to chase his dreams. Um, however, I think it's uh, it's cool where in this one, his dad isn't really a big fan of Spider Man. Yeah, because and he's a cop uh, because he thinks that he's going outside the law. Yeah. And the dad's, like yeah, you said, yeah. like very rigid. And when his uncle's like, you know, me and your dad used to do this all the time. He's like, really? Yeah, because they're spray painting stuff and doing a bunch of graffiti, like a little like light illegal stuff. Right. And I, mean, I thought that speech where he gives where, like you said, he's tied up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that speech where he's talking to him. And he's really like sad and everything because uh, the uncle just died yeah. and he found, finds I w- out. I was just sitting there. I was like, just, I was like. When he was tied up, I was like, just, just untie yourself. Get out the chair and open the door for the love of God. Right. Like, I was just sitting there like, usually I just like, whatever. But I was like, I was like, connected. And I was like, Dude, get out, get up and open the door for your dad. I was like, I'm right. getting so angry. No, and I thought it was really cool how the dad's like, you know, sometimes people grow apart and, uh, you know, I don't want that to happen to us. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. It was, it's, I'm not, not super emotional. You aren't sitting there crying. Yeah, I'm not sitting there crying, yeah. but it's just kind of like. You're actually like focused, like oh, yeah, you're snap. invested. Yeah, yeah. And then at the at the end, I honestly, I understand like why he's not telling, but I honestly thought that he was gonna like show his dad that he was Spider Man. Yeah. So like when he, because they're on the phone, and then he hung up. I thought he was just gonna like go down and then like take off his mask and show him. And then it's just <laughs> funny because he's like, "Hey," and he like deepens his voice, and he's like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> and he he said, "Thank you, officer. I love you." Yeah. Wait, what? Like, and he just hugs him. And he's like. Okay, See, I, I still don't approve of what you do. <laughs> um, yeah, and as we talked about with Uncle Aaron, so Uncle Aaron uh, in the movie turns out to actually be a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie uh, centers around Kingpin is opening up an interdimensional uh, warpole, which it's kind of funny because the movie plays on those extremes yeah. where they kind of make fun of it. They're like, oh, of course you are. Yeah. Uh, but he's actually doing it to get his family back because they ended up leaving him in, in this universe. Um, so he's trying well, to do... They, yeah, they left them and then like on oh, the way out, they like they died from like a car crash. Yeah. So he wants to bring like new ones who didn't see him do that. So like ones from other universes where they're still together so he can have Yeah, because they see him and, fighting like, Spider-Man. Yeah, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that's, and then they're like, what are you doing? Um... But yeah, so there are a lot of villains. Uh, so between Kingpin, you know, all of his henchmen, uh, which one stood out most to you? Um, I think I think the best character villain in this one was Doc Ock, because in the beginning they're watching the video in science, and I've like I know about the Spider-Man game that came out, and in the video she said the name Fisk, and that's like Kingpin's last name, and I was thinking I was like. Wait, hold up. I was like, she said Fisk, and I remembered the game, and I was like, so is she like a bad guy or something? And like, I was not expecting her to be Doc Ock at all. And then when she ties down Spider-Man and does it, I was like, because I figured they would make it a dude, but like, I love how they made it her. And she just like played Doc Ock out so well with like, she wasn't like crazy, but you could tell like her hair, and she was just kind of like the mad scientist type yeah. who like just like wanted Spider-Man to like die, and she like 
was just going all out. And I think she was just the best overall developed character, but Kingpin was just fantastic. Like, he just... he. I, I liked how, like, his, his head looked like it was in his chest because his hunch was so bad. <laughs> like, he just, like, looked fun. It, but they all the villains were, like, fantastic because they're all so different. Yeah, because uh, the main... Not three, but I mean, there's uh, Kingpin, Doc Ock, and Prowler. Uh, Prowler, yeah. I mean, the other, the other everybody else. Yeah, yeah like Scorpion and out. the other one. They just yeah. kind of came in for like a few minutes. Yeah, they just come in as basically there's five Spider Men. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, so they're like let's just put five villains in to fight them all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, Kingpin, I would say is probably my favorite villain, uh, just because he does orchestrate everything that's going on in the movie. Yeah, uh, but. At the end, we see not the very end, of course. Um, however, with Uncle Aaron, when he finds out Miles is Spider Man mm-hmm. and the one he's been chasing, and because he's got him hanging on that, yeah, he's the like edge. hanging on the edge of the house, yeah. and then and then he pulls him back on, and he's you know basically put the mask back on, and then Kingpin goes and kills him, mm-hmm. seeing like okay, he's showing weakness here, yeah, um, and yeah, I mean that propels Miles, of course, to end up getting the electric powers and yeah. Really making him stronger. Yeah, exactly. It's like the typical, he sees a, one he loves get hurt yeah. and die, so then he gets stronger to fight. But yeah, it's just like, honestly, I didn't even, I mean, I didn't even think about the fact that like in the Spider-Man, Uncle Ben dies, and that's his mm-hmm. uncle. Like, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. Because it's completely different. It's not like that person was taking care of him. Right. So, and then, like, yeah, once Miles pulled off his mask and showed him, and then Uncle Aaron pulled off his, and they were just like kind of sitting there for a moment, and then he got shot, I was like... What that? Because like Kingpin really wasn't fighting at all. Then he just kind of came out the car yeah. and shot, and I was like, "Hold up, what?" I thought it was. It was. It's not funny, but I mean, just looking back in the movie where uh, he says, "And my uncle died," and was telling all the different Spider Men about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spider Man Noir guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, "Wow, this is really rough for an origin story." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then now he's like, "For me, they're all like, for me it was my uncle Ben." He's like, "For me it was my uncle Benjamin." <laughs> <laughs> they're just telling, like who died to get them to. Get their powers and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, so I, I do like Kingpin. Like you said, Doc Ock's really cool. I love how when they uh, bring her in, she says, he's like, I, I'm assuming your last name's Octavius. And she's like, yes, but my friends call me Liv. Yeah. And then later on in the movie, Aunt uh, May is there, and she come, Doc Ock and all the villains come in, mm. and Aunt May says, oh, great, it's Liv. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then when they're fine, she's like, can you guys just take it out of my house? And she like, what does she get, like, a pant? She gets something and, like, hits the tombstone guy or whatever. And she's like, I said, take it outside. And she's, like, <laughs> yeah. beating them all. That's funny. Me and Garson and I, we were laughing about the villains because there are a lot. And you could tell from most of them. But that one guy, Tombstone, he's got this toothpick in his mouth. And that's the only way we would talk about it. We're like, who's that toothpick guy? He's, like, the typical henchman. He's pretty much, like, you know, the typical, like, gang mob guy like his hair slicked back the toothpick in his mouth leather jacket the only difference is he's like a zombie but he still yeah. has all the thing and he's always chewing on a toothpick he could easily be in lethal weapon yeah <laughs> yeah he's pretty much just being everything but yeah um great next uh part i just want to ask you about because this movie we, we've talked at length about different characters and scenes but this movie is really unique in a lot of ways um i, I mean once again this is our what, 20th origin story from this part? And all For of, Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, of all even superhero all movies. movies, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that this one brought an extremely fresh take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think made it made it as unique as it is and has um, given it such popularity? Going back to Spider-Man Homecoming, because the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, they did an origin story because that was like the first Spider-Man movie. Amazing Spider-Man did the same thing. 
Then with Homecoming, they just skipped it all. So you know he's Spider-Man. Everybody knows it. Then this one, they went back to it, but it's completely different. It's not his parents died. Then he gets his powers from, like, Lab Corp or whatever the heck it is where Gwen uh, works and is doing all her thing or Mary Jane works. They make it where he's with his uncle. His parents are alive. His uncle is kind of like his best friend who's, like, wanting him to push to be who he is. Then when they're painting, he gets by, like, little spider. And I, like, right as the spider bites him, he's, like, and he just kind of, like, hits it off. Like, he doesn't really <laughs> yeah. feel anything. Yeah. It's not like a Thanos when he gets a stone where he, like, feels the power going through him or anything. It's just, like, a little bite, and he just, like, hits it off. And he's, like, what was that? That's weird. And then he just walks away, like, feels nothing. Then it's just usual Spider-Man effects. But it's, like, everything. It's not just the usual story where he's getting raised by his uh, aunt and uncle or just his aunt when his uncle dies. Like, his parents are there. And then he's, like, he's a very young kid, probably, like, 14 or 15, going to, like, a, a new school. And it, it's just different from, because everybody, nobody really wants the basic story of just the aunt and uncle anymore. Yeah. The aunt in this one was different. She was kind of, like, bad A. Like, she can fight, too. She knew about Spider-Man and was, like, helping him make all his gadgets and stuff. She wasn't just, like, the lame old aunt who doesn't know anything. And, it, they like, all the characters in it were just completely different from what they've been in the past. And I think that they, because they made it cartoon, they didn't want it to be just, like, the exact same story just in cartoon. Mm -hmm. They wanted to have, like, different backstories for everyone and have, like, parents and everything still there. Yeah, exactly. And and they did make fun of a lot of those origin stories. Yeah. At the very beginning, where he says, I did this, this, and this, and it's all stuff from the uh, first one. And then the third one, when he's dancing down the street, like, yeah, we don't like to talk about this one, when he's, like, his hair slicked and (laughs) everything. (laughs) It's yeah, it's funny. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, you're exactly right. It's a it's a fresh take on it, and then adding all the multiple Spider Men, mm-hmm. I thought actually made propelled the story even yeah. more so because it showed the kid has all these growing pains, mm-hmm. but then there are all these other people who went through the exact same growing pains. Yeah, and it's not like they're like it's not like they're the exact same person. It's like from every universe, there's a different one. Like, there's the Peter Parkers, but they're different. Yep. Then there's, like, the Looney Tune one. Then the other one's the Gwen. So, like, they're all related in a way. The anime Penny Parker. The Penny Parker, <laughs> yeah. Like, they're all, like, related from, like, I guess the same, like, family from their universe or whatever. But they're, like, the different people from them. And it's not... And, like, they all have, like, a different, like, thing about them. So, like, the noir guy, he's, like, black and white. Uh, then the Penny Parker's like her technology. So they're not all just like basic Spider-Man. They have like certain powers about him that's different. Yeah. And then I like his relationship with uh, Peter B. Parker. Mm-hmm. I actually like how we see the original Peter Parker's this like perfect human. Mm-hmm. And then Miles is a kid who is really struggling with everything. Yeah. School, family. Yeah, it's like crap ton of books to go around and then him and right. his dad have this relationship going on. Right. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to go to the school because mm-hmm. he just wants to be a normal kid. Yeah. Um, and then you see him, like, he has love interests and everything like that, too. But yeah. then, like, Peter B. Parker, um, the, the fat, fatter one. The Yeah. He is, he's really entertaining, and he does a good job of teaching him because we see he also has the same growing pains. And mm-hmm. he's got, has his own issues as well. Like, his home life isn't ideal. Yeah. He's not a very good hero anymore. Like you said, he's taking the bus everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he just takes the bus yeah. and he doesn't really care. So, um. Yeah, I think it's cool seeing those two kind of work together, and then they end up being better because they were helping each other out. Uh, the other part I thought, and Crushing you probably agree with me, is the animation. This isn't really like an animated Pixar movie. Yeah, it's not just regular yeah. Pixar or like 
the weird Wallace and Gromit where it's like clay. It's like, it is, it's complete. I honestly don't think there's been a movie with animation or at least a big movie with animation like this. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it looks like a comic book and it feels like a comic book. And like the little like ad libs they have. So when he's like fallen or like when he's thinking of something or every time he like hits something, it's like, boom, it's like a little text box that looks like it's straight from a comic book. Where he's falling, it's like, ah, and it's like the word eyes following him. him, Yeah, Yeah. it it looks like a comic. It's pretty much like they brought a comic book to life. And, like, they kind of do that because, like, when they're going back and telling the origin stories, they, like, have the comic book pop up. And then at the end, they, like, have all the comic books stacked up, like, when he becomes Spider-Man and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, when he's telling his, all right, one last time, we're doing this. And then on top, it has, like, Miles Morales Spider-Man and, like, has that comic book. So, like, it's pretty much, like, they, they want people to know that they're just taking comic books and bringing them together, and the animation just makes it look fantastic. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I like how the, um, I don't know exactly what it's called, but the device that they're using, the, like, warp drive, whatever. The dimension portal exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the colors in that, I mean. <laughs> At the end, it yes. is, it's just, like, so, it, right, right from the beginning, I got in the theater and then right from the beginning, yes. the lights dimmed, and then you see Marvel, and then like it's showing the credits, and then it's just like lights flashing from everywhere because it's like the even the Marvels flashing. It's like showing interdimensional travel, yeah. like yeah. And then it's yeah. like the executive producer, or whatever director, mm-hmm. and it's just like lights flashing. It's like right from the beginning, it's flashing, it's loud, it's like fantastic. And then at the end, when they're like, because it's all the stuff in the dimensions, so they're like running on buses and trains, and they're all like some are light green, some are purple. They're all like different trippy colors yeah. and it's like because they're pretty much just in like an inner dimension thing where they're all meeting and it's just like stuff flowing mm-hmm. it like it honestly just all looks like really good together just moving it's kind of like you're looking at it and when i was looking at it, i was like what what is even happening like it was harder to just yeah. keep up with everything but like it's still good where you can see the action it's just like so much around it it looks good oh definitely i i great call in the beginning because i remember the first probably five six minutes of the movie mm-hmm. i was sitting there and i'm like wow I'm I'm in. Yeah. I, this is and then when he starts like singing uh the Post Malone Sunflower. Sunflower yeah. yeah, I mean he doesn't know the words. He's like, <laughs> yeah. That yeah, I was like cool. great. Like this is this is gonna be a really fun movie. But uh mm-hmm. Carson, yeah, great great point on all that. Um I really like the scene where uh he goes to the gravesite of Peter Parker and he's basically saying, like, I'm really sorry, I'm trying to get better mm-hmm. for you. And then the other Spider-Man shows up. Peter B. Parker, yeah. yeah. And then he, like, gets shot out, and, he, like, and he's on the train, and he's, like, and then, dragged yeah. on it. <laughs> and it's, like, when, like, that's when he has the electricity, and then yeah. he's just, they're just, like, laying in a crosswalk, and then he's, like, just keep going, just don't look, everything's fine. And he just has to, like, <laughs> yeah. pick him up and, like, drag him everywhere, and he's just hitting his face. And it's, like, every time, because he'd, like, wake up, and he's, like, what's happening? Like, hit his head on a tombstone and pass mm-hmm. back out. It's, like, a lot of, like, it's a lot of, like, funny humor. It's not, like, I'm dying in the theater, but it's just, like, enjoyable, funny moments that go on throughout the entire it, Like, um, when in that scene when he's being chased, they say, a young man dressed up as Spider-Man is dragging a homeless guy <laughs> yeah, through the streets. <laughs> and I love how he went, uh, when Spider-Man died, like, to become Spider-Man, he just went and bought, like, a cheap kid suit <laughs> yeah. that, like, comes up to, like, his elbows and knees, and it's just, like, tiny, and it's, yeah. like, tied up in the back. It honestly looks like a Spider-Man suit that little kids wear on Halloween around. And it's just, like, funny because he's just wearing that. For, like, 85% of the movie, he's, like, wearing that. Even, like, in the fight at the uh, Alchemex place or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. Alchemex. And then, like, at Aunt May's house, he's wearing that tiny suit thing. Right. With his Air Force Ones on, his shorts, and his uh, hoodie over it. No, um, I was going to tell you because you said when he bought the suit. I like the Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, yeah. and then I swear, uh, when they're laying in the street, I swear I saw Stan Lee again walking across... Just yeah. like on his, like he didn't say anything. He was on his phone, 
But yeah, the Stanley cameo is fun, yeah. That's, um, yeah, good point. I, I, I didn't catch that he was in a Spider-Man suit, but thinking back, when he's in the cafeteria and uh, Peter B. Parker's like, oh, bagel, sweet. Yeah, he's like, here's the plan. He's like, and then we're going to walk casually through. I'm going to get a bagel. And then it's like how they're all like, He's like, yeah, don't worry, they'll, they'll all love me. And then they're like, hey, it's Spider-Man. He's like, hey, guys, and they all pull out, like, huge guns <laughs> yeah. aim at him. He's like, oh, crap. And they got to start, like, running. But yeah, the bagel line is funny. I like that. Yeah. Um, transitioning over now, because uh, there are a lot of funny lines and moments in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, what was your favorite of all of them? Um, honestly, probably what you mentioned earlier, when he goes up the building, mm-hmm. when he's, like, he reads, he, he's looking, and he's seeing, he gets all his powers, then he sees, like, a, the leap of faith from jumping off the building. So he finds like the tallest building. He runs up it. He's standing at the edge. He's like, Whew. and then he's just breathing. And then the next shot, he's like running back down the stairs. Then he looks back up and it's like one high building, the one slightly lower. So he's going to jump to it. He needs him running back up the stairs. Then he's like running and then he stops and then he goes back down the stairs. <laughs> it's just funny because like you think, oh, he's actually about to do it. You think he's like, oh, he's going to get his powers right here. And then he's like, no, no, I'm not doing it. And then he runs <laughs> all the way back down. And so he's just kind of like, and then that just leads into like finding his powers the whole way. Yeah, um, that's that's a great scene. Uh, I mean, that was my favorite probably in the movie, but I do like that one. I really enjoy a lot of the lines that uh, the other Spider-Man says. Uh, like I think you mentioned earlier, or we were talking about earlier, where uh, he says that he's discussing Kingpin and Doc Ock, or talking about what needs to happen with the mm-hmm. portal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like... Oh, he's going to say, you have to get it done in 24 hours. In three, two, one. And he's like, complete it in 24 hours. He's yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> and oh, uh, the Spider-Man Noir guy, when he's uh, he's holding the Rubik's Cube, because he just sees everything <laughs> in black and gray. And then he's like, what color is this? He's like, is it blue? And then the pig, he's in there like, nope. He's like, red. And he's just like trying to guess what color <laughs> yeah. it is. Then at the end, he's like, by the way, I'm taking this with me. And it's, like, all completed because he did it, yeah. and then he just, like, leaves. That's funny. You know who actually voices him is Nicolas Cage. Really? Yeah. I saw it afterwards. Like, in the I, I, I honestly wouldn't have thought of it. That's funny. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I didn't really think of Nicolas Cage is doing, like, funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, I didn't know, know he's doing movies National Treasure, yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Ghost Rider? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, that, that character. All, like, all the characters were actually, like, pretty funny like all the side ones they like had their yeah. funny moments all the uh, probably the funniest scene for me though um of all of them i mean because i like some of the lines but funniest scene was when uh he's trying to hit on he gets his bitten by a spider and he's getting his powers figured out like he's trying to hit on gwen thing, yeah yeah and he goes and he's like oh gosh should i put my hand on his shoulder and then yeah he's moving his hand up yeah and he's, and he's like, Am I moving in slow motion? <laughs> it's just slowly moving. He's like, why am I sweating? Why am I sweating? He's like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going so slow. And he's like, hey. And then she just like looks at him. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he uh, tries to pull his hand away and it's just her hair stuck. Yeah. And then she gets the hair cut and later in the movie he's like, hey, nice haircut. Stop talking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you don't have the right to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then the thing's like, so can I like your haircut now? <laughs> I like, honestly, I thought they were going to like get together because I didn't think about in the movie that like I didn't really think process that he's only like 15 or 16. Yeah. And her best friend was Peter Parker, who's, like, 20-some, so she's older. She's probably, like, early 20s or, like, 18 or 19. Right. So I kind of thought they are going to, like, get together, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, you with, like, the age, they're just, like, friends. They're all just going to be, like, a friend group together. Oh, definitely. And I'm sure there's going to be a sequel, mm-hmm. uh, so they're probably going to yeah. save that for later. But her character was the only one. I mean, it was a, it's a cool character because she pops up kind of out of nowhere to save them um, from the Alchemax people. And from Doc in the woods? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was the only one I thought that wasn't – didn't have like a very unique um, background. 
Yeah. Or, the rest of them, you could definitely differentiate. Yeah. With hers, it seemed a little hers, more Hers, it was generic. pretty much... Hers was just, like, Peter Parker died. Yeah. It was, like, her best her best friend died, so then she was the one who became Spider-Man. Right. But, like, she's still, like... They're all, like, fantastic characters. Oh, yeah. Because they're all, like, different. And then on the... uh, It's on, like, the bus when they're going to fight at the end or whatever. When <laughs> yeah. they're on the bus, and then, like, they're talking, and Peter B. Parker's, like, laying down, pretending to be sleeping... And then he's yeah. like, yeah, he broke it, but don't don't say anything. He's, like, really shy about it. <laughs> and, like, and he was the one who broke it. It was funny. I actually did like that. Um, he kind of, he was sitting there and mm-hmm. just kind of smiling. Because you, you see that he's like, all right, poor Miles. Is, he's trying hard here. I'm going to give the kid a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's little moments like that that really make this movie uh, different from a lot of other, even superhero movies, but yeah. movies in general. Just movies in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think the movie starting off the film with the... Uh, with him singing Sunflower but not knowing the words. You're not knowing the words. Made no. him, like, super relatable. Yeah. Because that's all of us. When, I mean, every song. When everybody yeah. hears it, you hear a catchy song, you're just going to, like, you don't know the rhythm at all, but you're going to hum along. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. and then, like, <laughs> you know the one words, then you, like, say it, like, loud and proud, then you just go back down and it's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. So, uh, Carson, we, we've we been talking. I mean, we clearly like the movie a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any areas that you'd like to, that you, if you could have changed it, would have improved on? Um, I don't, do you have anything? I, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, you know, the only, and it's not even, I'm not even upset about it, uh, but I think if you didn't know a lot about Marvel, it would have taken you just a minute, because I watched the Daredevil series. That's a very good point, with all the, like, yeah. knowing the villains. The only reason I knew was because the Spider-Man game, Kingpin is the right. main bad guy, and so I just knew of Kingpin, and now it's Fisk. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to know about the back... Because it really is a lot about the comics. Yes. Like, with all, like... Because, like, Tombstone's never been in any Spider-Man movies. Kingpin's never been in a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prowler. Really, the only one who's been in a Spider-Man movie is Doc Ock. And Green and, Goblin. And the Green Goblin, but it... Two minutes. Yeah, the the other Green Goblin was a dude in a mask. This one's literally a huge beast goblin thing. Yeah. That's, like, a... That Kingpin, like, created, but it's still, like, a huge monster. It's mm-hmm. not just a guy in a mask. Exactly. Um, I I agree with that. And like, cause, cause that's the only part, I think, where, as someone who watched the Daredevil series, Kingpin's the main villain in that, mm-hmm. and he's really good. And so when I saw him, I'm like, oh, this has got to be Kingpin just because he's, he's massive. Yeah, he's, like, um, huge and yeah. all muscle and can just do everything pretty much. Exactly. But if, just for example, mom or dad, if they were watching the movie, and they've seen all the Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. it would definitely take them a few yep. minutes to be like, They would uh, get, like, the Spider-Man and then Gwen, but yep. they wouldn't really... Like, Doc Ock The bad guys would just be, like, new to them. Like, it's probably exactly. a lot of people, like, kids and stuff, because they probably have never seen the other Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. They're probably just going into it like, oh, there's this huge dude who's all round and has a big head and <laughs> is just like a huge guy who's literally like a circle is the bad guy pretty much who just wants his family like that's what they're going into it as but yep. yeah uh, but they did a good job developing his character though I mean especially that mm-hmm. short even montage it was probably like a minute where they show his family his family and yeah. then yeah that was enough and for then like say, oh, at the end fight when they're on the train together and his family's like kind of coming in and coming out yes. and like he sees them and he's just like no stay and then they like fade away and then yeah. he gets mad yeah yeah, that was, um, it's kind of sad, too. It's, like, not heartbreaking, but... Like, just, you don't, yeah, he's the bad guy, but it's, like, he kind of did it to himself, but he blames it on Spider-Man, because he was yeah. fighting Spider-Man when it happened. And that's why he ends up killing uh, Peter Parker about it, mm-hmm. I mean, which... I actually also, um, another piece that 
I liked. I don't think they needed to improve on. I actually liked how when Spider Man dies, uh-huh. they say to everyone that it's Peter Parker. Yeah, they like let everyone yeah. know that it's just like some random person, kid yeah. who yeah, no one knows. Yeah, exactly. And then Mary Jane has kind of like hide it, and she's like, she's like, he said Spider Man could have been anyone because yeah. she's going for Peter Parker's funeral. Yeah, that was a good part. Um, anything else that could have been improved? I mean, overall, I thought the movie was awesome. So I thought, yeah, again, just like, not even like you have to know the background, but like. For people who are seeing it, like, I know if our parents saw it or, like, grandparents or something, it's just kind of, like, a lot going on. Like, you have to be, like, this isn't a movie where you can just kind of sit back and, like, occasionally talk to people. Like, you have to be, like, fully engaged in it because, expect like, the plot, it's only a few times where they mention Kingpin is doing what he's doing to get his family back. So you, like, really have to be focused on that. And then at the end, it's just so much going on because you have to understand that this little flash drive cuts it off. But then also that the other Spider-Men have to get back into their worlds. And the only reason that they're here is because, like, the portal brought them. It's just, like, a lot going on. It's a fantastic plot. I think it's amazing. But it's just, like, overall a lot going on that, like, you really have to focus. And, like, that's not really a bad thing, but that's, like, a moment where I can see people being, like, kind of shaky about it. Where they're, like, I mean, I really like it, but I don't like having to, like, focus in that hard on it. Like, Yeah, like, Aquaman. I went to Aquaman and... I liked it. It's a good movie. Um, but they could have cut easily 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. out of that. Uh, and this movie, it's under two hours. So yeah, they do a like great an job hour, 50 minutes or something. Yeah. Exactly. But Aquaman, I could have gone out, gone to the bathroom, and come back. And, and you wouldn't have missed anything yet. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, we're fine. We're still. This is just like along. a beginning to end. You got to be full on focused yeah. and like know what's happening. And, the, and it's just like a lot going on. Because it's like mm-hmm. Kingpin and Spider Man are fighting. And then you got like all the trippy stuff happening. Yeah. He's trying to send them home. It's it's fantastic. I, I I really like what they did, but like I could see if someone wanted them to like drop a few things out of it, and just to make it like simpler. But yeah, um, because I I agree with that. It was not a lot, but it's one of those movies. It's so good. I'd like to see it again because I know I oh, definitely yeah. missed something from that. So sorry, I'm just getting getting texts all over the place here. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I I. Gotta be honest, I've been looking for it. I've been watching the same clip of when he becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I really just want to go see it again. I can't wait for when it comes out. I'm gonna be getting in and watching it. But yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, I remember Carson. I went and saw it first, uh, and Carson was going to see it the next day. And I was like, um, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it's fantastic, but really enjoyable. Um, all right, well, last segment. Uh, well, not last segment, sorry, but um, just a few more here. Uh, what do you want to rate this movie on a scale of one to ten? And would you recommend? And who would like? Would you recommend it to everyone or just you know a specific group? Are we are we doing just basic whole numbers or can I put decimals? You can put decimals in, in if put you like. In. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna be honest. Overall, like if I'm just being completely neutral, I would give this movie like just a solid nine. But like personally, I loved it because I loved the animation, and I just want to talk about the soundtrack for a minute. The soundtrack mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Amazing. I've been. I just listened to the soundtrack like in my car when I'm driving stuff. But the soundtrack overall. Like, the What's Up Danger song when he's, like, becoming Spider-Man. And then the yeah. Sunflower is kind of, like, the theme song. It's just, it's an all-around fantastic soundtrack. I love the animation in it. I love just the plot. I would probably give it, like, a 9.6. Like yeah. I really, it's, it's, yeah, my, it's my favorite movie this year. Um, I, like, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of sitting there. I'm thinking, I don't know what, what else like, could have changed. Been, been wrong yeah. about this movie. Like, yeah. like, every movie, like, like for Venom, for example, I went out of there and I was kind of, like, yeah, it's, like, a fun and entertaining movie, but it's not, like, a stable plot. Like, I can always find something about every movie where I'm, like, 
yeah, this, like, kind of should have been fixed, or, like, mm-hmm. this is what made it weak, but this movie, honestly, there's really not much at all that... And what's crazy is this movie has the most moving parts. Yeah. And this they're is, able to, like, balance all of them. This is the one yeah. where, yeah, you have everything, where he's going to a new school, but then this is, like, it's also, like, his uncle and his dad's relationship, and then it's, like, becoming spiral. It's just everything happening at the same time. It felt kind of like, you know, Infinity War is bouncing all over the place. Yeah, it was, like... keep track. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot like that where you, you're able to keep track and see what it's going on Everything's the entire happening, time. Everything's happening, yeah. yeah. Where some movies don't do a great job of that where you're like, oh, all right, what's really What's happening, happening yeah. Exactly. And Venom's there. That's a good example. Um, Carson, so 9.6, that's really good. Um, yeah, you know, 10, for me, a 10 has to be... I don't know, a 10 for me is The Dark Knight. That's, oh, that's a 10 for me. Same thing. Yeah. That's a 10 for me. Like, but, because The Dark Knight's just all around a fantastic, probably my favorite movie ever. Yeah. And this movie... It's like, I don't think, overall, I don't think it's as good as that, but it's because it's different. It's something we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, everybody's kind of getting bored of seeing the Avengers fight somebody and then they have their own single movies. And it's just, the superhero movies are just kind of getting repetitive. Origin stories are getting boring. But this one brings a whole new, like, aspect of it all. And it's like... It, it's just new. It's interesting. It keeps everyone's, like, attention. There's, like, no dull moments in it. Because yep. even when it's not much going on, there's still, like, humor happening. And it's just... Right. It, it keeps your attention the entire time. And I, it's a fantastic movie. I, no, you're exactly right. I like... Uh, for example, I, I went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I thought that was an enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. It was one of those movies where I was like, oh, like, I'd like to see that maybe sometime again. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it didn't really capture... Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't capture, I guess, like, a whole essence of... Um, yeah, the superhero-like universe. It was more of a Paul Rudd's in a funny movie. Yeah, it was. And yeah. he turns into a guy called Ant-Man. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, yeah. And I liked it. I thought it was good, but it doesn't have the same flow as Infinity War. And I thought that this movie uh, elevated its plot more. So oh, yeah. now it's more, it's serious, but it's also, like you said, it's a kid's movie. So It's a kid's movie, so like they don't make it too specific. It's lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like everybody can enjoy it, because I know our or little cousins who was like eight and ten, they seen it, they liked it because mm-hmm. they can see like oh all the like bright colors and they're laughing at like what Kingpin looks like. Yeah. And it's just like everybody can enjoy it, honestly. Yeah, and then like I said, like adults, like I mean we uh, yeah. we think it's hilarious because there's little parts here. Yeah, and there. well, like the, yeah. we can understand from the old movies, right? It's just all it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with you for 2018. I want to say it's it's easily one of the best movies of 2018. So yeah. I mean I'll probably put it 9.5 2018 overall though, just because you know a 10 to me like I said Dark Knight's a 10. I think you know like The Godfather of course like a 10. So it's hard to put it that high. So I'm gonna give mm-hmm. it though a nine, um, mm-hmm. nine out of 10. I I did think though for 2018 it's easily one of the best movies of the for year. 2018. It's yeah yeah I, by far and pacing it, and it's great. Wasn't it refreshing just kind of seeing the movie that's not. Two and a half hours long. That's, yeah. Where you right. can get into the theater and then, like, you're not sitting there, like, you know, having to, like, keep changing, sitting up because you're, like, hurting, like, other movies. Like, yeah. I loved Infinity War, but it was long. And, yes. like, pretty every superhero movie now, you're just kind of like, all right, what's happening? Let's get a move on with it. Like, like the last hour of Infinity War is really, really good. Yeah. So it helps out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it takes a little bit of yeah. time getting into it. And, like, it. usually the origin story movies are, like, shorter because, like, or, like, the the, the standalone where it's just one character is, like, usually right. kind of shorter. But this one, like, it was it was perfect. Like, yep. it wasn't too short. Like, it's long enough where, like, you're like, oh, I, I like it. I'm not sitting here. And it's like, oh, it's only an hour. Mm-hmm. And then it's done. It's, like, it's nice and long. It keeps your attention. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all around. It's really good. Comparing it to a different movie universe, um... 
I know. I, I think this, you know, where the main Star Wars trilogy, everybody likes that, but this mm-hmm. movie kind of felt like Rogue One, mm-hmm. and since where it's the same, but it is very, very different. Yeah. And it's, it's like characters you know up. in it. Yes. And it's just like a different take on it. Yep. It's like uh, what happens before. This one's like a what happens when Peter Parker dies and who's right. who's next. Yeah. And then Rogue One is pretty much like when these people die. And we all know that Han Solo and Luke are next. And right. it's just kind of like, yeah, it's it, it really does. It's a good. Honestly, they couldn't. They'd be fine like not making another one and still be fantastic. Yeah. I, like I, this could be standalone. Exactly. And if they make another one, it'll probably be really good it'll yeah. probably be just as good so probably go see that one too yeah <laughs> I thought uh, with this movie I was really shocked um, one last piece sorry is when Peter Parker actually dies mm-hmm. I was actually I didn't think he was actually shocked. gonna die same I thought yeah. that they were just gonna like knock him out or something and then right and then like cause I didn't think he actually died I thought that he just hit him and then like whatever cause the whole time they're talking about like, if you're Spider-Man you have to get back up like that's one of the main points yeah. is like you, if you're Spider-Man if you wear the suit you can't like, give up. You have to keep getting back up no matter what. And so I was like, oh, he's going to get back up. And then uh, Prowler's chasing him. Then the next scene is, or he runs with him, the next scene is Spider-Man's funeral. And it's like, oh, snap. Like, he, he's actually dead. Yeah. And I thought, when I saw the trailer, when it was Peter B. Parker, mm-hmm. I thought Spider-Man just pretended to die. And then, like, that was him. And then it turns out, no, Spider-Man's actually dead. Right. And it's just... Because I was assuming they're going to be working together, and yeah, like if they what, if they had a sequel, I wasn't thinking at the time, but I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be them together. But yeah. now it's like, oh no, Miles is the Spider Man. Spider Man, yeah, yeah, and those friends are awesome. actually genuinely gone. Yeah, um, really, yeah. I mean, like we we can't we obviously really like the movie. Um, can't speak highly enough about it. Uh, I think you know it's a movie for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe my <laughs> our grandparents might not like it as much because it is. It's- Bright, colorful. Yeah, like it's a lot of it's moving a lot. Like it's it, at times it is kind of a little more difficult to keep up with. Um, overall though, I mean, I think everyone would like this film. Um, from yeah, like Carson said, kids to adults. So, uh, mm-hmm. last piece, uh, Carson, thanks for joining us today. Um, mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. But the last piece I want to just ask you about um, is we do a winners. Uh, well, like who won? I guess the movie and who uh, really took advantage of the opportunity they had. So, who would you think is the biggest winner out of this film? Um, I'm going to say Sony in general because, not just for this film, but just what Spider-Man has pretty much done for them this year. Mm-hmm. PlayStation has had a huge year with the Spider-Man game that was only for PlayStation. Because I know, I had friends who went out and bought a PlayStation just to play Spider-Man. Because <laughs> they yeah. like, got a Black Friday or whatever, and they, would, they got it just to play Spider-Man. And then they've also had like... Also, God of War and stuff like that for PlayStation, but like overall, because with, just with Spider Man, Spider Man game has made a crap ton of money, and like it also kind of connects to this because Kingpin's the main bad guy in the game, and so and then Sony brought this movie, which is completely new animation. They everybody I haven't heard one like bad review about this movie or somebody say it's not that good. Like people can be like I didn't like that much, but it's still entertaining. People are gonna want to see more like this. So Sony has like a good thing going for them in the future where they can make more movies with like comic book style and more on Miles Morales or the they could even make some on like uh, Peter B. Parker and like the, the side characters in it. They can make stories about them. So I think they have a good thing going in the future for what they made in this movie. Uh, that's a great answer. Um, I do think that it helped the comic book industry is going to be my pick only because the movie focuses heavily on comic mm-hmm. books themselves. Yeah. I thought one of... Um, 
my favorite little like tidbits in the film is you know the famous uh, Spider-Man poster uh, where it's him like slinging with the guy mm-hmm. they saved, mm-hmm. and it says like you know, the comic book or the Adventures of yeah, the Adventures, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and in the movie it says the real life stories of Spider-Man. Yeah, I thought that's cool, but uh, yeah, I think just comic book people in general now. Um, People can go be reading these more. Miles Morales, I didn't really know too much about until this movie. Yeah, I pretty much just knew that he was like a young kid. I thought, honestly, he was like 17 or 18. I knew he was just like a teenager who pretty much just takes over. I know Spider-Man died. I just knew he was a teenager who like is the next Spider-Man, but I didn't really know anything about it. I just knew he's kind of next. And you know, comic books just kind of, they'll... Renew different stuff and they'll mm. have a slight twist on it. Yeah. So I thought they're like, oh, okay, whatever. It's just another young kid playing Spider Man. Who mm-hmm. cares? And then the movie came out and I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. This is a much better story than I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but Sony, Sony did a really good job with this. They had a bigger Venom 2 as a Sony product. Mm-hmm. So they. That made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, may not have lived up to the standards, but it made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's all they care about, really. <laughs> but great. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today, Carson. Uh, thanks for joining us. Mm. Um, so we actually are going to be sending out the uh, 2018 podcast is coming out before uh, this one. Um, so make sure to listen to that one. Uh, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse on that a little bit, uh, but this is the main main dish there for that. Uh, thank you guys so much though for listening. Make sure to rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, and see you next time. Carson, thank you, man. Thank you.